Hi guys, welcome back to my so-called midlife podcast. I am Jennifer and this is episode 49. So this is going to be a, a different episode, different kind of episode, no TV or podcast recommendations this week. If you follow me on Instagram or you're in the Facebook group, you know that I lost Gracie this week. I had to, uh, I had to put her down a couple of days ago. She got very sick, very, very fast, and it was time. And even though I know it was time, and even though I know she was very sick, it didn't make it any easier. It was really, really hard. I um, I had called the vet on Tuesday to let her know that uh, Gracie seemed to be doing much, much worse. And uh, you guys know, I told you um, that last month I had taken her to the vet and they told me that her uh, kidney functions had significantly declined. But then we made an appointment for September. And I think in my head, I had just sort of locked on to that September date, you know, even knowing that there was a possibility that, you know, she wouldn't make it to September. I guess I just hoped that she would. Um, But that wasn't the case. And uh, so um, Tuesday, actually Monday, she started vomiting. And so Tuesday, I called the vet and I told them, you know, that that um, she wants to eat but can't keep any food down. Same thing with water and, um, you know, some other issues that she was having. And they wanted me to come in Wednesday for an end of life evaluation. And I panicked (laughs) and I said, "Um, can we just make an appointment for Friday? Because... I realized that I wasn't ready. And so we did. We made an appointment for Friday. And um, the last two and a half days were just awful for her. I mean, just really, really bad. She went down fast. And I think I'll forever carry the guilt of those last two and a half days because I caused her to suffer longer than she needed to because I wasn't ready. And then when Friday came, I took her in and, you know, I knew what they were going to say, but still was not prepared for it. And um, it was awful. I mean, any of you who have gone through this process of... um, having to euthanize a pet that you love so much. It's hard and it's painful. And yet at the same time, somehow really beautiful and peaceful. And there is comfort in knowing that even though you're not ready, you love your animal so much that you're willing to realize that they're ready and you let them go. And, you know, not only am I feeling guilt about the last couple of days that I had with her, I 
am struggling with the amount of pain and loss that I'm feeling and the guilt that I have that I'm feeling this badly over losing a dog because I know I mean I I have people in my life who have suffered much greater losses right and and I I kind of am telling myself like don't be ridiculous you know this isn't this isn't a parent this isn't a spouse this isn't a child this is this is a dog you know they're not on the same level and and so i'm i'm trying to work through my grief and and feel all the feelings and then at the same time i have this other side of my brain that is telling me to just get over it you know it's just a dog and <laughs> i think this is typical for me you know i just whatever feelings i'm having i often try to talk myself out of having those feelings just so i don't have to deal with having those feelings so kind of caught in this endless loop of guilt and uh that's actually making things <laughs> worse so i did what i always do you know which is when i'm not sure how to process what i'm feeling i go online and i do research and it turns out that guilt about losing a pet it's not new it's not unique you know whether it's related to their care or the circumstances of their passing or the fact that it hit you as hard or harder than losing a loved one is actually really common research has confirmed that for most people the loss of a dog is in almost every way comparable to the loss of a human loved one, especially in American society. But there is almost nothing in society or social normatives to show us how to cope with the loss of a pet. So that might make us feel embarrassed to feel the loss as greatly as we do. Because maybe we Fear people will think that, you know, we're weirdos or worse, that we're, you know, lonely losers because we think that they're looking at us and thinking it was just a dog. And while I was researching this week, I found something that was really interesting. I was trying to find reasons and rationalizations for my sadness and guilt, and I found an article that was written on the premise that our pets are indeed members of our family. It cited a study that was done recently around misnaming. And misnaming happens when you call someone by the wrong name. Like, I don't know if you guys, my mom used to do this all the time. In fact, I used to joke that my name was Isadiah Debbie Jennifer, which was a combination of all of my sister's names and mine. But so parents will often mistakenly call one of their kids by the sibling's name. It turns out that the name of the family dog will also get confused with a human family member. And that indicates that the dog's name is being pulled from the same cognitive pool that contains the family members. Isn't that cool? <laughs> so it's no wonder that dog owners miss them so much when they're gone. And, you know, there's a whole other aspect here that 
have been kind of avoiding, but I will talk to you guys about now. I've mentioned this in the past, so you guys know that I hate being called a dog mom. And I fight against it. It's just something that gets under my skin. And, you know, maybe you guys have already figured this out, but... (laughs) I've just recently figured out the reason why I hate it so much is because I don't have kids. And I don't want anyone to think that I am, you know, like using Gracie in place of that or Oliver in place of that, you know, like it made me feel pathetic when someone called me a dog mom, you know, like someone one time was talking about kids and they kind of like, you know, called me out and said, oh, dog moms count too. And I was like, okay. And right then and there, I was like, yeah, that's why I hate it so much because now I know how I'm seen. You know what I mean? Like confirmed all of my worst, most pathetic fears. (laughs) But in truth, Gracie was my baby. You know, even though I hated dog mom, I didn't, I don't want that to diminish what I felt for her. You know, she was my everything. And it's only been a few days since she since she's been gone. And it's really just now starting to hit me how much my life is going to be different without her. You know, like, just the, the, the routines, you know, all the stuff you do every day without even thinking about it. You know, you wake up in the morning, you let the dog out or take him for a walk or whatever. You fill the water dish, make sure she has food, make sure she's comfortable. You know, last couple of years, it's been, um, you know, spreading out her blankets for her, making sure her toys are accessible while I'm gone, you know, so she's not lonely. And just all this stuff you do, you know, you're not even thinking about it. And, you know, there was this, the, there was this thing you know, I would do with her like every night. And I would, when I was heading to bed every night, I would give her a kiss and I would say good night. And I'd say, you know, good night, my love. I'll see you in the morning. And then I would go to bed. And I went to bed Friday night for the first time in 14 years, not doing that, you know, and it's, God, it's like every little interruption to that routine that I've had for four years is like a knife to the chest. And I know that that will lessen. You know, I know I'm always going to miss her. I'm always going to love her. But I know the pain won't be as sharp in time. It's going to take some time. And it's going to be hard. And I thought that I thought that the hardest part of taking Gracie to the vet on Friday was going to be driving home without her, but I was wrong. The hardest part was walking into the home and her not being there. (laughs) 
I wasn't prepared. I hadn't considered that walking into the house and not seeing her there, you know, wagging her tail was going to be so painful that it almost brought me to my knees. And I used to kiss her a lot, (laughs) probably more than she wanted. She had this spot on her forehead and it was like slightly indented, but it was like the perfect fit for my lips. You know, just this, this little indent on the top of her head. And I used to tell her that was the spot that God gave her, that if anyone was lucky enough to love her, that they could find that spot and that would be how to show her how much they loved her every day. And I used to talk to her a lot. Like I I didn't realize how much I talked to her until these last few days. Poor Oliver is now going to have to carry that mantle alone. (laughs) I hope he's up for the task. So for now, it'll just be Oliver and me. You know, I don't know if I'll ever have another dog, but if I do, it won't be for a while. So this is a short episode. And, you know, I'm sorry for that. I'll be back uh, next week with the back to my normal (laughs) episodes. But I just wanted to come in here this week really quickly to just say thank you for all of the love and the support and the prayers and the well wishes for Gracie while she was sick and for me now and to tell you that we felt them (laughs) and they did help. And I don't know if I'll ever have another dog. I just know that I'll never forget Gracie because she was the world's greatest dog. (laughs) All right, guys, I'm going to wrap up this week's episode. Thanks for coming back for a short episode 49. I just wanted to say really quickly too, you know, as hard as the last few days have been, there has also been joy in them, you know, just so many memories of her that just make me laugh out loud and always will. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Until next time, love you. Bye.